Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. What up, everybody? My name is Ed Love, and it's time for another edition of Kibbutz. First and foremost, everybody is talking about President Trump's arrest in New York City. Oh, yeah. No, no, you're not. And he got fingerprinted. They indicted him on 30-something counts of whatever the hell they indicted him on. I still don't even know what the hell they indicted him on. But everybody's talking about his arrest, and everybody was waiting to see the mugshot. Come on, son. The hell with his mugshot. They should have gave his toupee separate charges and the mugshot for that just for looking horrible. Come on, son. President Trump, you know that's a horrible-looking toupee. And speaking of presidencies and presidents and first ladies and all that other crap right there, for, uh, First Lady Joe Biden says... Congratulations to both teams. So I know we'll have the champions come to um, to the White House. We always do. So, you know, we'll have LSU come. But you know what? I'm going to tell Joe, I think Iowa should come too because they played such a good game. So, right... So winners and losers, that's sportsmanship. That's good sportsmanship. Bitch, <laughs> why you mad? Come on, son. They don't get invited to the White House. You know what that's like? That's like giving participation belts to everybody that Floyd Mayweather beat up. Come on, son. That don't make no goddamn sense at all, okay? And everybody that was complaining about Angel Reese doing this, the John Cena, you can't see me thing. And the reason I did this is because while we were making the album to which my uh, theme music is on, my younger brother, Sean, was always our litmus test. And he heard the time is now and just did this dance that Tony Yeo did in one of the G-Unit videos. And yeah. I was like, man, what are you doing? That looked like just ridiculous. He's like, no, no, man, this is a Tony Yeo dance doing this thing. And I'm like, I'll do it on TV. And he's like, I dare you to do it on TV. <laughs> Shout to him. And that dance was created of me being on a run because I was on a run in the in a club video. A lot of people don't know that. I was trying not to show my face. Come on, son. You got to be crazy, man. You have got to be crazy. Right? Caitlin Clark did it in one of her games during the tournament. Y'all ain't say nothing about it. Now when a black girl do it, it's a problem, right? Come on, son. Fuck out of here with that bullshit. Speaking of bullshit, did y'all hear about this new TikTok trend where, uh, Rubbing pickles all over your face is a new TikTok trend. Pause. Come on, son. I'm not doing that. I'm a grown-ass man. I'm not rubbing no pickles all over my face. Pause. Not only that, I break my banana. Pause. Before I eat that. Pause. Is that a pause? Come on, son. That's a pausable thing right there. We don't do that. All right? We just don't do that. Come on, son. Pickle juice 
all over your face. Pause. pause. Hey, yeah. Speak it all over your face. Pause. Double pause. Joe Button, that's B-U-D-D-E-N, no S, y'all. Come on, send to y'all for putting an S on the man name. Says some media personalities are becoming bigger than rappers. Drink champs. Come on, send the podcast. The Joe Button podcast. Academics. Vlad TV. I can see where he's going with that. But as long as Kevin Gates is eating booty, that ain't going to change. <laughs> Come on, son. How you say you eat booty? Don't forget Kevin Gates once had a two-year relationship with his old cousin. Who? Come on, son. There's some crazy shit going on out here in this world, y'all. My name is Ed Lover. This is uh, Come on, son. Let's start the show. Come on, son. Come on, son. Come on, son, son, son. What up, y'all? It's Ed Lover. Welcome to Come On, Son, the podcast. Y'all know I do this all the time. So everywhere that you can watch it, watch it. Tell somebody, let everybody know that we are now visual because for a long time, we were just audio. And now somebody said, yo, you need to go visual with it. So I'm decided, okay, I'm going to go visual. This is a podcast about talking to interesting people that I find interesting about interesting things. I don't want just any old person sitting next to me for the fuck of it. I don't do that. And right here is one of my favorite comedians on the scene. I love her. She's all the way from Milwaukee. <laughs> Kelly Kells is in the building. Give yeah! it up for Kelly. Kells, what up? I'm glad you said Milwaukee. Milwaukee. Yeah, Milwaukee. It was only right that I wore this. You know we number one right now. Bucks and six. Bucks and six again? Yeah. You about the Bucks and I can, it can be Bucks and four. Well, y'all was whack for a long time. Boy, though. we not talking about no, nothing like that. No, before Antetokounmpo, when was the last son. time? No, when was the last time y'all won before Antetokounmpo? So that, the thing about it is, so we won recently. That's why are we talking about the Yeah, past? no, because stop acting like y'all got a damn dynasty going on. Man, it's, it feels like it. We got a new stadium. I mean, they putting money in the city. I mean, I feel like poverty is no more downtown. What was it like before that? Ooh, it was a dark, scary, gloomy place. No, I mean, it was just scary. Nobody nobody was coming. The franchises wasn't pulling up. We wasn't getting ESPN games. We wasn't the prime time uh franchise team and now we out here outside and I ain't even never I ain't even had no jacket before we start with I'm gonna keep you it real. You didn't have no Milwaukee Bucks jacket? I had a jersey and stuff like that but now I got everything. I was gonna wear my socks but I just had them on. I was like I can't do two days in a row. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah I mean it just feel good. I'm a winner. They a winner. I just thought this was only. Now Milwaukee actually is not that far from Chicago by plane, by train, is it? Oh no, literally by car. It's an hour and fifteen minutes max. Okay. Hour and fifteen. Do y'all do they mess with each other? Cause I used to live in Chicago. I lived in Chicago for a while, and I never really heard about nobody's like, "Yo, we going to Milwaukee this weekend." No, but people would go to Milwaukee to hang out. Well, everybody moved to, from Chicago to Milwaukee, like in the two thousand, early two thousands, when right. the welfare system and all that, and they kind of took over and infiltrated our city, and so now. <laughs> um, yeah, a lot of people from Chicago live in Milwaukee, but that's where I started comedy, like in Milwaukee, but I would have to go to Chicago to get the more comedy scene because nobody's coming to Milwaukee. But we always go to Chicago. What? Really? Yeah, we downtown Chicago. That's what we doing. We partying downtown. If it's a concert in Milwaukee, people literally would still drive to Chicago to have that nightlife in 
Chicago and see the same concert that's still in Chicago. Really? So yeah. there, there was no like nightlife in Milwaukee? No, if there's well now because you know the Bucks. Because of the Bucks. And then Kelly Kells, that shit crazy. <laughs> like, come on, I said, yeah. <laughs> when did you start? When did you start doing comedy? How did that start for you? Oh my goodness. So 2009, I'm sitting in the shop getting my hair done. Shout out to Miss Cutting Up. She was my beautician at the time, and she was telling me that she does comedy. And I just literally, while she got the Dude, while she got the curlers in my head, I'm like, you do comedy. I'm way funnier than you. I said that out my mouth. You said it loud? Out loud in, front, in a shop full of people. Like, come on, son. That's what I really said. Right. No, I'm just playing. I wish you would have said that. I, I should have said, come That's on, what you son. Said. That's what I should have said. Well, listen, it was like two weeks before Mother's Day. She was like, yeah, and if you want to do it, you can do it. I said, do what? She was like, comedy, too. You can do five minutes. That was 2009, and uh, I didn't even know what five minutes was in comedy. I didn't know. You what, know was your, what was your first five minutes like? About talking about my uh, husband's baby mamas. Plural? <laughs> Plural. Plethora. How many How many baby mamas you got? Damn. Come on, son. Um, you ain't got to blow a spot up. Dang a blow spot up like that. I mean, it's, it's more but than one. But your first five minutes was talking about? Being, being a stepmom. Yeah. And being a teacher. But okay. now I don't even touch on that at all. Okay. About that. Yeah. It was just a touchy subject, but I guess... That's what I was dealing with at the time, and it was funny to me. And now I'm like, shit, I would never bring them do up they, my do they, Did they laugh? Who? The people for your first five oh, minutes. Oh, my first five minutes, I got a standing O, and it was a promoter in an audience by the name of Boulder, and he booked me for a show in Chicago. So I did my first five minutes, and I got a paid show the next, and I've been getting paid ever since. Okay. <laughs> what's, the, what's the toughest part? What's the toughest part? Is it is it um, those five minutes or ten minutes, or is it? When you get up to the point where you're doing 35, 40 minutes as a comedian. So now that I do an hour, when somebody say, hey, Kelly, you can get a guest spot, go do 10 minutes. We, I'm so used to sitting in the pocket and enjoying myself that I may find myself more hosting than going into my set because I'm so comfortable on the stage versus getting right to it. I remember back in the days, you give me three minutes, I'm going to hit you like, bop, bop, bop. Now, I'm like, three minutes? Right. What, what am I going to do with three minutes? So... Not then versus now, I'm more like, can I have an hour? And if you give me five, I'm going to go crazy because I want the people to remember me, but I'd much rather take an hour. The night I was in New York City, y'all, and I saw her <laughs> at Salsa Con Fuego. Big shout out to Rob Stapleton. We love you, Rob. Had her on stage. Rob Stapleton, one of the greatest comedians. Had her on stage. How much time did you do that night? 20. 20 minutes? Mm-hmm. Okay. I did 20. Okay. Yeah. Because I find it, as doing stand-up myself, I find it scary sometimes when they hit you with that, you got 40 minutes. Especially yeah. when you're only used to doing 30, 35. You know, you get in the pocket, you got a rhythm, you know where each and every joke go, you know what your close-out joke is going to be. Yeah. And then somebody all of a sudden stretch your shit by 10 minutes, and then you end up doing an hour, and then somebody in the back with the helicopter, yo, rapping yeah. up, and you're like, I'm just <laughs> getting into my second groove right now. I got ADHD. Then Are you kidding me? I, nah, I am. I don't know. I, I Googled it, and I do have some of the symptoms. So in my mind, I could do an hour because I'm like, I don't know what the hell I was just talking about. So, <laughs> and these people don't care because I'm entertaining. Next subject, shit, I don't, give a, I don't care. Right. And they be sitting there like, I'm like, oh, shit. I can say whatever I want to say because I got them. So right. I really focus on, if I could be completely honest, just really hitting them hard. Like my first five, ten minutes, pull them in. Let them know I love them. Ladies, relax. I don't want your man 
my husband over here, he got gold teeth and dress. What's up, babe? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I'm sexy, I'm fine, and I'm funny, and I'm smart, and all this shit is about to happen right in front of you. So enjoy. So now they just like, <sighs> I'm like, yeah. What'd you give up for comedy? What was you doing before stand-up? I was uh, teaching the world. I was our babies. I I have a, a master's in administrative leadership, so okay. I taught for nine years. I was a school teacher for nine years. <laughs> yeah. For real? Yeah. Wow. I'm certified K through 12. So I started off in second grade. I taught second grade for like three years. Then I went to middle school for two, and then I ended in high school teaching American Authors World Lit English 10. In high school? In high school. And you gave all of that up. What? A you, you sound silly. I gave it up. Check every two weeks, benefits, all of that for the unknown world of comedy. Man, that was the best thing I could have ever done. Really? For the kids, too. I wasn't there no more. I tell the kids, hey, y'all, what y'all want to do? <laughs> Just no lesson to, plan. No, no lesson plan, but I was cool with the, the principal. See, that's what I mean. I've always had favor. So right. I'm cool with the principal. they like, Kelly, what you doing? I'm like, oh, review. <laughs> You From two weeks shit. ago. Yeah, I don't, yeah, I'm not doing nothing. Why? Because you was already on stage. You was already I was already on stages. I was already getting calls. And so at first I started taking days off. And I was like, Kelly, don't do that to the, to the students. Right. I really did love my students and still do. I have a really close relationship with a lot of parents to this day. And I'm like, no, nah, I'm going to stop. So I, I actually didn't just quit. I became a substitute. <laughs> I'm you Substitutes are the best. You. you get to pop in and pretend to be a teacher. And then pop out. And then pop out like, I don't even like y'all. I ain't coming back tomorrow. Just what? sit there, open your books, chapter 13. No, whatever. this one, Netflix had just came out. And okay. I had some codes. This one, the codes was popping. So I'm like, we about to watch a movie. How you watch a movie on that? Oh, they had computers or something? Yeah, this, you, you pop that thing on your screen. Project it over to your screen from your computer. It's the whole movie. You know, I went to school, you know. <laughs> yeah. We had the advocates. You run the advocates with the beads. You put 13 <laughs> oh, and God. 5. And you had to put the... Uh, I went to school a long time ago. Come on, son, son. Yo, if you thought the McCrispy was busting, hold up. Bacon and Ranch have entered the chat. Say hello to the Bacon Ranch McCrispy. Ba da ba ba ba. I participate in McDonald's limited time only. Come on, side, side. Now, I believe in order to be successful, you have to have a certain amount of concentration, certain amount of dedication, and a certain amount of admiration. Oh, that's good. Who did you admire? Who influenced you everybody's been everybody that's really great can always go back and tell you who they looked up to like you can look at Kobe and you can see a lot of Michael Jordan right you know Kobe studied Mike right okay so he had to have that kind of admiration for Mike along with his dedication and concentration on his craft yeah. in order to be successful yeah. you're on that road who did you look to who was hilarious to you who do you find hilarious right now so if I can be completely honest with you and all your viewers, man, uh, I had a, I, I grew up in the hood, but I had a very secluded life. I know that sounds crazy. My mother, I'm in Girl Scouts, I'm in Shirley, I'm in all the activities. So I didn't find myself watching a lot of TV. I didn't grow up, even though it was the, the BT, I mean, the Comic View era, the Def Jam era and all that, I missed it. So I didn't sneak, up, sneak and watch it at night. So I didn't grow up watching comedy. My family is funny. Right okay. on Sunday, we all sitting around. My great grandma, granny, she cooking, 
and everybody's around laughing, talking about everybody, but having a good time. Very family, very family oriented, close knit. So we would, I found my humor there. But then I realized, like, I mean, I, I was a theater major in high school, so I always known I was gonna be in television in front of a camera. I, I Somehow, just, some way, yeah, so in, front, in front of a classroom first, and then in man, front of a, that's your first, that's your first audience. Right. Think about it. You performing every day in front of these kids, like, give them your best. If not, they're gonna, they're gonna fail. Like, so the, every day I went in that mud as a different person. <laughs> like, what do y'all need from me today? Right. And I gave them the best of me each day, and so that just transcends to the screen. I mean, to the stage and the screen, but then I go to L.A. My first time, I'm everybody like, okay, Bob Sumner is the man. Yeah, absolutely. You hear me? But I didn't know, and I'm not knowing. But my husband know everything. Right. Shout out to James. He really locked in because he grew up watching this stuff. I go, he like, you need to go to L.A. and meet Bob Sumner and do um, the comedy store. I go to the comedy store, Red Grant hosting. Um and Red Grant had seen me in Milwaukee. So when I was in the green room, I was just, you know, I'm just doing comedy regular, not knowing what a monster is. I walk in, they was like, hey, Kelly gonna go last, cause she a nigga. I was like, what that mean? They're Who like, said that, Red Grant? Red Grant, they was like, she a monster. I was like, okay. I didn't know what that means. So I go last, nobody's really paying attention. Like, uh, Martin was in there that night. Is this a Tuesday, a chocolate this is, Sunday? No this, no, this is the comedy store. Okay. Not the Laugh Factory. Okay. Yeah, so. Talent is in the audience, though. Okay. Talent is just comedy. It's in the audience. My cousin? Yes! And I didn't know who he was. <laughs> Look out for that Cousins of Comedy Tour coming to a space near you. Ooh, and I'm going to be there. Yeah, we've been doing that. I'm definitely we've been a having a good time on that. Am one. I related? Absolutely now, okay. y'all. Don't Thank worry about you, cousin. It. So who's in that Who's in that room with you when you touch the stage? Uh, it's Melly Camacho there. Um, Red Grant. Martin in the audience, it was just like a lot of who's who's, but they they in their own little world. And right. I'm not caring because the audience is dying laughing. But talent is watching apparently. I come to the back, I'm sweating bullets. I'm talking about looking like a rotisserie chicken, Boston right. Market, I mean that motherfucker was sweating. And I sit down there and uh, talent like, I got my head down. Cause you know, even when you gave your best, you just right. really overthinking it. Talent like, yo bitch, you're funny. What? <laughs> Who is this man who just called me out my name? Right. I jump on the phone with my husband, like, hey, babe, this dude named Talent just called me a bitch. He was like, Talent? Talent? It's just comedy? He said, man, get the fuck off the phone with me and talk to that nigga. I said, what? <laughs> what? what? He just called me out my name. Right. He was like, yo, that's Talent. It's just comedy. He was like, shut up. You was not around town. I'm like, yeah, I am. So I went back over there like, hi. <laughs> hi, Mr. Talent. Hi, Mr. Talent. Talent was like, have you ever been to New York? I was like, I've never been in New York. He's like, you need to come to New York. And I was like, when? He was like, as soon as possible. I gave him James' information. They talked two weeks later. James and I, we flew to New York. I think that the, the, the comedy audience in New York is way more attentive than a comedy audience in L.A. Absolutely. And well, I've they, done they both. They get it. They get it. In New York, they get it. They're comedy connoisseurs in New York. Right. You can go watch comedy from uh, 10 o'clock in the morning to five o'clock in the morning, right? Right. You get what I'm saying? So they watching comedy all day. I love it. I feel like I got sharp in New York. I feel like I was able to take everything that I've learned from obviously in the Midwest, because that's where I traveled, the Midwest, Midwest first, before right. people would come and get me. I was just going to get them like, hey, can I get on your show? Right. Yeah, I put in that type of work. I was okay with that. I had a 98 Dodge Intrepid. 
300. Don't do that. Don't do that. I was out. 98. Dodge and Trepid. What was, year? I was, 2015, 2016? I was just. I, yeah, it was 90. <laughs> I it was, was like. 98 Dodge and Trepid? Yeah. Should, should have been dead. No, that mud was good. Yeah, and you was driving the Midwest in the 98 Dodge and Trepid. And the, and the front window didn't let down, so. Oh, Lord. Yeah, but I wasn't driving. <laughs> it was James, so my window was good. I uh, right. was win over to him. And that's how I did it. But when I got to New York, talent put me around the circuit. Right. He introduced me to Ray DeJean, and right. it was over. Shout out to Ray. Shout out to Ray. Tell me the downside of it. Hmm. The downside is that I'm a mom, and I have a daughter, and she's 10. And I was on stage until, like, the ninth month, right? Right. Ankles as big as my thighs. But I, I just didn't have the desire to sit down, even though they had me on bed rest. So I wasn't working as a teacher, but I still was going to the stage. And um, at first it felt like it was going to be easy because I had the, the the help of all my family. But when you start leaving your child when they like four and five and they start saying, where are you going? I'm telling you, those plane rides hit different. Mm -hmm. Oh, I would sit my head on, like, I get a window seat so I can cry the hour and a half. Like, right? Because I was leaving her. But now she won't dunks and Yeezys and earpods. She's like, when your next show? She's 10. <laughs> <laughs> so that's the downside. And I do honestly sometimes even feel like, even though my husband's my manager, him and I were so much on business that we kind of like, oh. We'll get to loving each other later. Let's go get this bread. Right. And we just really coming along like now, like, oh, no, we're going to have to have a happy medium. Because he will have so much conversation about what's next, what we got to do, planning meetings. And we just kind of like not lost the sight of us. You know, we'll still be throwing that thing in. The, I throw that thing in the circle anywhere. Yeah, you know I know. You say if that there's a green room, and I'm you doing say it. that very loudly and brashly on stage. Yeah. Because I ain't going to let nobody else throw it on me. Right. <laughs> you make sure you let everybody know yeah. that you throw it on him on stage. Heavy. What's a, what's like <laughs> what's the ultimate goal for Kelly Cal? Like what what's next? Cuz you always got to be thinking ahead, right? Yeah, so So when you look at your future, let's even say 5 5 years from now, what do you see? Uh big screens, TV. Uh I I can even do daytime television. I I I'm okay with daytime television. Soap opera shit? No, I'm talking about talk show host. Okay. Come sit down with me. Come look forward to Yo, telling me. Let me tell you me. something. That is a that is a hard place to get into. I know, but it's for me. Daytime talk show. Man, they gonna love uh, me. Listen, but you have I have to build up a hell of a resume before they, they even look your way because they have had some horrible ads daytime. But talk yeah, show. but guess what though? I think like and and I hear you and I and I trust that. But I trust the process that what God got for me and I already threw it out in the atmosphere. It's going to be so good. And But that's what I want. That's my heart desire. Right. But I dare not put a limit on myself. So Kelly sees herself five years from now, big screens, um, blockbuster films. But who knows? I may be in the ministry because I, what I do, what I talk, I'm a, I'm a conductor of energy. Mm -hmm. And so I know when I step in the room, it shifts. So I have to be okay with that too. So I just never know. But whatever it is, I'm comfortable with the next level. Because I, I accept it. I'm ready for it. I beat myself up a long time because I had this gift that's really a gift that some people go read books for, that some people go, you know, take classes for. And meanwhile, I wake up like, dun, 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 dun. I don't think you can actually, I mean, you can study comedy it's to a certain study. degree. And I know there's people that teach it, 
But it's something that just says it to me. It should be in you. That is either in you yeah. or it's not. It's not, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's real. You know what I mean? Like yeah. you got it's tough to find your voice. That's yeah. the that's the hardest part. Chris Rock told me that one time. Mm -hmm. He was like, I asked him when he found his voice. He's like, yo, it took me like good 10, 15 years to find my voice. He's like, before that I was just up there and I was just like talking crazy shit. Damien Williams told me the exact same thing. Shout out to Damien Williams in Chicago. Always. Yeah, shout out to my man in Chicago. I'm coming to do your room. You gonna do riddles? I know, uh, yeah. You I've gotta do riddles. Riddles I've is been amazing. For a long time, and he's been every time he hits me to do riddles, it's always on the weekend when I gotta do something else. Yeah. But Damien is my man. I'm gonna do riddles. Everybody loves you. Why wouldn't I'm gonna they? I'm gonna do riddles. You gotta do riddles. They're gonna enjoy riddles. you. I did. I did City Winery. We did a. Uh, we did something called Jokes and Jams at the City Winery in Chicago. I was surprised. It was cold as fuck that day. And we sold that shit out from top you, to bottom. Yeah, the, the weather don't stop people in Chicago. No, 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 no. I gotta be a natural no. disaster. Yeah, it was, they was out there when the when the polar vortex. Remember when the polar vortex hit Chicago all across the Midwest, and it was like below zero. It was yeah. like thirty-two below. And they was zero out there doing the uh, polar dive. They was outside yeah. in the water and when, everything. When yeah, you could, yeah. When you could throw the water up in the air and it would freeze. freeze. How do y'all put up with that shit? You from Milwaukee? No, no, no. I don't like it. I got it. Uh. -uh. My bones ain't the same no more. I'm really a peach now. Right. <laughs> I'm a peach. Yeah, yeah, I'm true. thick like a peach. No, that shit is, that shit is <laughs> whack. But I'm going to tell you something. Because of that weather and because of the Midwest cold, Yeah. it was a polar vortex when Justin Smollett came with that bullshit. Boy. As soon as he said it, I was on the radio the next day, and I said he's lying. And everybody was behind him, you know. Uh, all of what my man named Lee Daniels. Oh, uh, let's let's do this for Jesse, crew. and he was like, "I'm the gay Tupac and all that fucking he's, bullshit." And I was like, "This," <laughs> without me saying "motherfucker, nigga," I was like, "He's a fucking liar because it's too cold for anybody to be walking the fucking subway." And you know, Chicago, he was on Lower Wacker. Nobody, nobody, but listen, nobody goes. It's so to funny that you're saying that because right now the, the two bullshit. the two guys that. Yeah, I just it, saw that. They, they outside reacting yeah, and shit. I'm like, who, who they getting paid yeah, from? This nigga's lying. He's, yeah, he was lying. He single-handedly fucked up a hit television show. Wow. And that was good, too. Single-handedly. It was good, too, but it was kind of like dwindling down. Yeah, it was. It, it was, was dwindling down. Because like, you know what happened with the shit, right? They start singing on And they did. It's like, boy, is this Glee? Boy, every shit. every episode and I about fast nothing. Like, shit, I, let me get to the About nothing. They lost me. Well, what's my man name? Uh, you know my man there that was the, the lead, the lead, the light skin nigga. Terrence. Terrence, Terrence Howard. Howard. When that nigga made an album in jail, I was like, fuck this. Shit. <laughs> this I'm over it. Shit. Yeah, I'm not a musical type of girl. But Taraji is so dope. Like, you know. I love Taraji. We fucks with Taraji. I'm inspired by Taraji. I mean, I remember she did her interview and she said, I took my son and I moved to LA and the eyes were against me. Now, I don't have that type of story, but I know the eyes be I just love Taraji. She well, a little while me. ago, she did say some foul shit. She What'd did, she say? You know, her, she do, She was up with my girl, Angie Martinez. Shout out to Angie Martinez. Angie got her own thing going on. Like yeah, me she too. do. And they was up there laughing, talking about American men are ran through. Ain't they are. Uh, hell. Fuck you mean we ran through? Everybody a little used hold car. Up, hold up. Everybody a used little Buick. A Buick. Big body Caprice. Big do. body Caprice Chevy boy. You like, I've always wondered. American big body. men are ran through? Man, American men, Latin men, Mexicano. Men are ran through. How you figure that? I just figured that, listen, men have this preconceived notion that they want to live their lives until they're 30 and 35, and then they're going to just all of a sudden settle down and find this amazing woman, but you've never learned how to love 
and do all that things earlier on. So you're, you're running through stuff. You're just trying to figure it out. And that's the thing. But a woman at 17, she going to love you like, I want him to, I want to love him forever. He's my high school sweetheart. Let's go to college. Are you going to the military? Me too. I can't even pass the fucking physical. Hey, but I'm going to try to, try to go to the military. You're talking about 2023 or you're talking about 1977 <laughs> with my mom. You got to be I'm talking about. about you ain't 20... talking about 2023 when when these chicks are for outside. Don't, don't give they me. for the don't, streets. Don't do that. Don't do that. They are. It's more men for the streets no, than the ladies. No, I think that the, the, the women are just trying to counter okay, it. No, it. no, and I love women. Everybody know I'm married I to a love very the strong beautiful woman. black woman, <laughs> and I'm happy as hell. But I'm so glad that I'm married. Me too. These Me women too. are for the streets. Yeah, the, First the, of these all, dudes are horrible. How can, how can that be <laughs> when we're the minority? I don't understand why men, and especially we shoot here in Atlanta, y'all. Especially in Atlanta, why do these men let these women in Atlanta get away with the shit that they let them get away with? When you're the you're the fucking minority. Wait, wait, I'm We're not the majority. It's more they, women than there are men. What are we getting away with? Oh, a whole bunch of shit you should be getting away with. <laughs> I, I, I don't know. I'm married, so tell me. Oh, I go out. I watch. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I still hang out. I do. I, I, okay. I, I watch. I watch these little vulture ass women. Sliding around, you know flip flop Sundays at Whiskey Mystery, looking for somebody that they can say, "Come here, beautiful, have a drink with me." They don't buy shit. Well, yeah. They always want to go to some high end ass restaurant to eat. These true. I'm, now, true. if I gave, if I put fault on any man, yeah. I put fault on men for that. You got to know how to distinguish. Yeah. Okay, Adele Frisco <laughs> from an Applebee, okay. and these motherfuckers don't know. <laughs> You better know Some that people are Applebee's. Well, let's be very clear. Let's be very clear. These you can't start the relationship men, off going to Del Fresco. Are trying to buy the woman. You should not have to. That ain't the woman for you. Well, these women are going to spend ten, fifteen thousand dollars on their body, lips, lashes, and eyes, and everything. And they so they put yeah, a lot of things yeah, that look. Yeah. So then this man home. is purchasing a trophy. Then they go home and sleep on the air mattress. That's what they do. Damn, I'm talking about yeah, at three o'clock in the morning. He turned into <laughs> a, he turned into a hot dog. This nigga is a hot dog. This, how that air mattress? They got <laughs> Man, how do we get here? I'm tired of your shit. Listen to this. We just having fun. I love it. Let me say this. Men gonna only do what they allow themselves to do, okay? Men are not gonna go the extra mile unless they want to. So men use their money as a leverage for women, especially when women, they know that women don't have the education, don't have the funds and things like that. So it's not fair to put it all on the women. Like when she, she, she a two for 20. Lies. Oh, no, ain't no lies. She's a two for 20 at check. She's not a two for 20. Yes, she is. She's a happy man. Why take her to I don't, I don't. I don't. I don't. Even even when I wasn't married, I didn't do that shit. I'm like, you a good Wednesday. Get the fuck out of here. My husband and I. weekend. You don't get no weekends. You a Tuesday between Nine and eleven. That's all. But he was my boyfriend. Take me to the Houston Roofers and all that. But now that we together, well, you knew what he was. Two for twenty, me. That's our money. Two for twenty, we married. Boy, I'm gonna give me some. uh, uh, (laughs) Ladies and gentlemen, a quesadilla burger. We are going to do a roundtable discussion (laughs) here on the Ed Lover Podcast about women and men. And Kelly Kells, you're going to bring your ass yes, right I back am. here. I'm right here. And I'm, I'm and sitting next to you, too. Yeah, absolutely. Because mm-hmm. we're on the married side. Yes, we are. And we'll hear from these single, ready-to-mingle motherfuckers <laughs> here in Atlanta. Y'all give it up for Kelly Kells, y'all. Yay! Kill us, son! <laughs> y'all keep God first. Everything else will fall into place. We'll talk at you, with you, to you, and about you next week. Take care of yourselves. And until next week, 
Come on, son. The fuck out of here with that bullshit. Bye, niggas. This Ed Lover podcast is being done in conjunction with Cigars International. Make sure you check out CigarsInternational.com for all your cigar needs. This episode of Come On, Son, the podcast is produced, engineered, and edited by Cam Quotes and Krista Hayes. Recorded out of Atlanta, Georgia, this is an official Loudspeakers Network podcast brought to you by Ed Lover. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission.